dear friend, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM. This is the big Q&A, the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Pastor Fabiano here in the studios of Faith FM in South Australia. Within the South Australian Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, we are happy that you have tuned in. And I am so thankful that uh, uh, you are listening to us because we've got wonderful good news to share, and that is the Word of God. And so, friends, I pray that uh, you'll be blessed through this uh, radio program. And uh, just so you know, this week we have been covering the theme, Christianity in History, How Positive uh, was, it, uh, was Its Contribution. Let me, let me read that again. Christianity in history. How positive was its, its contribution? And the topic for today is, did Christianity really support slavery? That is the question of which we'll be wrestling with. But once again, we are thankful that you have tuned in. And, uh, here in the studio, I have my good pastor once again, Pastor Hugh Heenan. Welcome. Hey, thank you very much, Pastor Fabiano. It's great to be with you here. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it had been a while and, um, but we are back together and working together, and uh, this is truly uh, an opportunity for us to be able to discuss together uh, interesting Bible topics. And so <laughs> we are always learning, I believe. <laughs> we are. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Always something new to, to learn and to grow through. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And the weather is fine here in South Australia. How are you finding it? Ah, pretty good. Yeah, okay. not too bad. Yeah, that's when it's right. not raining, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Mind yes. you, if you're a farmer, you might think the other way around. And oh, yeah. we thoroughly understand that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And, you know, you usually don't find it easy as we're transitioning from winter to, is it spring? Spring now is it? Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because uh, you know we uh, tend to suffer from suffer from uh, hay fever, and so in my home we had actually been sneezing all throughout this week. But this morning we we, we tried to combat that, and so I'm looking a little bit better now, so <laughs> and, and feeling a little bit better. So I thank God for that. And um, yeah, and how's your family? Yeah, my family's great. We've had a wonderful yeah. time. Um, you know, we, we, I guess it's interesting with school holidays and yes. plus the fact of a long weekend right in the middle of it all uh-huh. that, uh, we couldn't get away for the long weekend, so what are we going to do? So we actually set up a camp in our home. So we, we had a bit of a sleepover, and we had uh, we had tents that we set up, Wonderful. and we set up those tents outdoors, and we set them up indoors as well, yes. and the kids yes. have just loved it. So wow. uh, to all those parents out there who've got uh, kids home for the school holidays, uh, we, we hear you. Uh, we're one of you. And uh, it, it's a lot of joy, a lot mm. of work, but mm. uh, great memories too. Amen, amen. That's wonderful. Friends, uh, you might be interested in listening to the previous pre- presentations or you may be wondering where can I get copies of some of these uh, uh, recordings you can actually go to faithfm.com.au uh, and just look at the big Q&A that is the drive time program uh, and uh, once you click onto the thumbnail there you'll be yeah you'll be pretty much sent to another page where you have a list of all the uh, pre- uh, previous presentations and so I'll like to recommend that you do that. And if you have uh, a phone that can uh, receive applications, a smartphone that is, you can also download Faith FM app, which uh, would uh, would give you, in fact, a better coverage. Uh, you know, as you might be driving around here in South Australia, or maybe, you know, for those who might be listening to us from across the uh, country, uh, you might get to certain uh, uh, uh Places where the signal is not as strong. So if you have your phone with you uh, and you've got the Faith FM app, hey, you can actually listen to us live as well. So we uh, we thank God for that as well. Mm, amen. And uh, yeah, just looking at what's happening around the world, uh, you know, same old, same old. But interestingly, uh, just recently, some of the things that uh, have caught uh, our attention is the, uh, the the this meeting that is happening in Vatican. Uh, there's, uh, in fact, the Christian headlines have, has picked up on this uh, just back on October the 5th. Uh, just uh, speaking about, you know, what was being planned and, and what's happening there. Uh, and the headlines there says, Pope Francis, faith leaders call for action ahead of COP26 climate summit. summit that is. Um, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about climate change today, and uh, religious leaders as well as scientists, uh, you know, they, they they they've managed to get together before this great big meeting, and uh, they want to discuss uh, what we can do as Christians and as people uh, in order to help. But obviously, uh, w- w- when you hear religious of I mean, religious leaders coming together and scientists coming together and especially when they're meeting in places such as Vatican, some of us, you know, start wondering, okay, what's, what's going on? <laughs> now, interestingly, um, you know, as I was reading uh, through this article, uh, here on the Christian headlines, uh, you know, I found this, uh, paragraph which says the world is called to achieve a net zero carbon emissions as soon as possible. The summary read placing an emphasis on the need for wealthier nations to take the lead and help developing nations. And these are good stuff. And we want to do what is best for the planet. Uh, and then if you go a few lines down, it says, uh, representatives from the Muslim world, um, the Coptic Orthodox uh, Church and the Buddhist and all of these people have come together uh, to work together on a solution. Now, here's the thing that uh, the reason why I share this, here's the thing. Some of uh, us Adventists, we might wonder, you know, what else could they be talking about? And so, friends, you know, um, the good news through, uh, I guess, through uh, this, uh, this, uh, this article is that uh, they're there for a discussion um, regarding, the, you know, this world. Uh, and uh, now, obviously, we don't know what will come out of that. But uh, what we see, once again, is that, hey, the Bible says that uh, in the last days, things will be going you know, haywire, as they will say here in Australia. Uh, and we're seeing that uh, in nature. There's a lot that is happening. Uh, but uh, what's interesting as well is that in Matthew 24, it says that, uh, you know, uh, there will be this religious, uh, 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 what should I say, affiliation or some, some something to do with religion as well that will be happening at the same time. So we are seeing religious leaders come together now, uh, and obviously at the same time, they want to address, uh, this, uh, this issue of climate change, regardless of what your, I guess your views would be on climate change. Uh, you know, these once again are just indications of the time in which we are living. And, uh, I'm not reading this article to draw any conclusions, but I'm reading this article to direct our listener to Matthew 24. And when you go there to Matthew 24, you look at them, what's happening around the world, you can say, oh, interesting. So, is you know, is Matthew 24 speaking about our times? Probably. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's just quite interesting that the Bible says, you know, some of these things that will happen in the last days and, uh, and we're starting to see things happening, uh, that, uh, truly, I guess, align with what we read in Matthew 24. Uh, but, uh, the future is still, I guess, uh, uh, you know, the future is still a mystery for, for, to us. But, um, but yeah, I'd just like to direct our readers to Matthew 24. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts, uh, there, uh, Pastor Hugh, but, um, yeah, it's an interesting article regarding, you know, climate change and, and obviously cl- climate change is the, we all want to do what is right for our planet, isn't it? Well, we do. <laughs> it's the only uh, planet we can call home. Yes. Uh, it's the only planet that God's given us to live on. Mm. Uh, and uh, regardless of uh, its origins and regardless yeah. of uh, whether God gave it or not, and we believe he did, yes. uh, really we should be taking good care of the planet, don't you? That's agree? right. Oh, and agree. the fact of the yeah. matter is that uh, – uh, there's a lot of challenges, yes. and we're seeing them just uh, exponentially grow and savage yeah. uh, human populations uh, with pandemics, of course, at the moment, and uh, certainly in terms of uh, uh, the ecological damage that's been done uh, due right. to the uh, uh, the ever-increasing demands that we've put upon the planet, uh, most often for the sake of greed uh, and for profits. Mm. Uh, and, and of course, in a whole range of different areas, we, we're really dealing with a, a, a wicked ball of yarn. Yes. Uh, it's a great big wicked problem, as they like to say today. Mm. Uh, where do you begin? Where exactly. do you end with it? How yeah. do you untie it and untwist it? Uh, and we're caught up in it. Uh, and so this is where Matthew 24, I think, really does give us yeah. a great deal of hope. That's right. Uh, because uh, Jesus reveals to us, yes, you're going to face all these challenges, one after the other, and sometimes in quick fire succession, mm. and it seems gonna, it's going to become one great big conflagration and, and, and yeah. uh, become somewhat hopeless towards the end. Mm. 
Um, but remember that I'm with you Amen. and that Amen. Uh, I'm coming again. again. And when you That's see right. these things happening, it's actually evidence and a sign, yes. or a series of signs, uh, that my nearing, my coming is near. That's right. And uh, this is a great hope that we have uh, to share with each other and with the world. So uh, That's uh, right. really just uh, I think it's important when we see these things to encourage each other That's right. uh, to say that, uh, you know what, um, the more difficult things become, just remember the best is yet to come. Yeah, that's right. And and you're right. And so, you know, the theme of the Bible is Jesus. Matthew 24 is also talking about the second coming yes. because the uh, the disciples there had asked him, uh, tell us, when shall these things be and what will be the sign of your coming? Yes. Uh, Matthew and at the 24. end of the age. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. But you got it right in the right order there, right? Because, you know, <laughs> uh, the sign of your coming and of the end of the yes. age. But yes. so often we as human beings, we want to say, oh, yeah, the end of the age and we want a doomsday. <laughs> yes. And then, yes. oh, and by the way, as an afterthought, the coming of Christ. That's and right. It's really the other way around. That's where the yes. emphasis primarily should be. Amen. Yeah, our, our, Amen. Our um, crucified, risen, uh, and soon coming Savior is hmm. soon coming. That's right. Yeah. Thank you so much. And so, dear friends, once again, we are live from uh, South Australia, but uh, we are thankful that you have tuned in. And uh, we would like to encourage as many as are able to, uh, once again, uh, send in your text messages. Let us know where you're listening from. That would be very encouraging to know that there's someone at the end of the line uh, who's listening to us. And uh, that's, um, yeah, that would be very encouraging. Now, let me just uh, come to a moment of prayer. Let us ask the Lord to lead us and guide us in the study uh, of which we'll be having tonight as we wrestle with this question. Did Christianity really support slavery? Now, that's a very interesting uh, topic. So let us approach this with a word of prayer and then we'll, uh, we'll be back. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for your word. We believe that, uh, as it says there in Psalms 119, that your word is the light unto our path. Uh, uh, and the, it's a light in our path and the lamp, as it says there in, uh, in Psalms, though I may not get it in the right order. But uh, truly, we believe in your word and we believe that in your word, we will find truth and uh, we will find uh, assurance uh, of salvation and uh, your word is the uh, is trustworthy and so we pray that your holy spirit would help each one of us to uh, study and understand and that whatever we uh, will discuss tonight would um, will be in line with your word and that we will get will get much greater understanding of your word, and uh, especially on this very interesting and uh, sensitive topic. Father, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so, before we go any further, uh, we are going to take a short break. Uh, however, I would just like to remind uh, those who are listening that uh, we do have a free giveaway once again. Uh, uh, this one is an interesting one, and I would like to just, you know, sh- Share this with our listener from the get-go before we even take the break, before we even get into the study. This is a book called Conversations with Jesus. Uh, Now, the author of the book uh, has this uh, uh, written at the back of the book itself, and it says, what would it be like uh, to have a discussion or a conversation, should I say, with Jesus? What would you say to him? More importantly, what would he say to you? Uh, so from his best-selling uh, uh, book, uh, Messiah, um, uh, the author Jerry D. Thomas returns to the story of Jesus and allows the listener uh, to actually engage uh, with the text, with the Word of God, as if he was actually speaking to Jesus himself. Uh, so this book really is an invitation to connect with Christ. Uh, this book really encourages a dialogue between you and uh, and the divinity. And so if you're interested in uh, getting this free offer, once again, all you need to do is to text the code word SA19 to the number 048 11. That is the number 04-888-808-11. In fact, um, yeah, let us know where you're listening from by sending, I guess, uh, that message to the same number. Uh, and uh, once again, so once you send that code word, SA19, uh, the Faith FM bot will uh, interact with you and get the necessary details, and then we'll be able to follow up from there. So thank you so much, and uh, let us come to a break. Let us just take... 
uh, the, the, the initial break as we listen to this song by Malvinas, uh, titled Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. And then after that, we will plunge deep into the topic. Thank you. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano here in the studio and uh, co-host today, Pastor Hugh Hinnan. And um, we're thankful and grateful to have you uh, join us on this radio program. Friends, if you happen to be uh, free and available this uh, coming Saturday, uh, you could just uh, visit any of the Seventh-day Adventist churches in your local area and do be glad and happy to have you. Uh, and uh, myself and Pastor Hugh are... Uh, uh, pastoring here in South Australia and um, 
our congregation are always uh, ready to uh, have some of our faith uh, faith FM listeners come and you know connect with us uh, and so we would like to uh, extend that invitation uh, and uh, we'll be uh, happy and blessed in fact by uh, by your presence uh, the theme for this week has been Christianity in history how positive was its, its contribution I don't know why I can't just Say that in one one go. Uh, and the topic for today is, did Christianity really support slavery? And so let me uh, send, I mean, pose that question straight to you, uh, Pastor Hugh. Uh, what are your thoughts? Did Christianity really support slavery? What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a great question, I think, there, Fabiana, because uh, let's face it, in today's day and age, we've become very much aware mm. of of inequality and and inequity. Yes. Uh, we, we see the historical inequalities that have existed as well, and yes. and a great deal of uh, prejudice, uh, even hatred, yes. uh, and, and where different races and different uh, groups within society have despised each other for long periods of time. That's right. Uh, and a great deal of that comes out of and has flowed from slavery. Mm. Um, and probably the, the dominant picture in many people's minds, certainly in my mind, uh, and perhaps in yours as well, yeah. is uh, that we, we think of, when we think of uh, slavery, we tend to think of uh, what happened in uh, the southern states right. of uh, America, of the United States of America, right. uh, with the Confederacy, uh, and how that uh, you know, slavery went on there for hundreds of years, mm. uh, and, and how debasing and dehumanizing and destructive and horrific its effects were upon millions right. uh, of people over that period of time, people just like you and me. Uh, and, you know, it's fed itself into a great divide within American society ever since. Now, we're not America. You know, we're, we're Australia. That's right. Uh, but, you know, look, we've, we've had our issues as well. And, right. and here in Australia, we, we've had issues with regards to seeing some as being lesser mm. than others. Uh, and uh, we have a lot to really... Uh, uh, really come to grips with where that's concerned. Um, and uh, quite often it's been with regards to our uh, uh, Kuri or, or Aboriginal right. uh, brothers and sisters who've That's been right. treated terribly, abominably mm. uh, in times past. Even genocide has come into into the picture. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things that wrap, it, wrap themselves around the, the, the really nasty, uh, thorny heart uh, of slavery. That's right. And um, uh, slavery has taken many, many different forms. You know, whether it's, we, we often think of it in terms of the whole person mm. and they, they, they're completely enslaved and subjugated and mm. subjected to abuse or yeah. whatever the master wants to do to them, yes. uh, as if somebody should be a master over anybody else. Nah. <laughs> um, but uh, it can be economic slavery. Yeah. And in the world today, we have. Sad to say, mm. a new form of slavery yeah. uh, with human trafficking, which is the, we, in fact, it's suggested there's more uh, slaves by that definition in the world today than what there's ever been in human history. That is uh, very sad. It actually is actually hearing that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's unbelievable. Mm. Mm. And, and in this very room, you know, um, uh, you know, both, both Fabiano and myself, that's right. to look at, yes. you know, it's not, not what we look like, it's who we are on the inside. I mean, <laughs> exactly, brother. that's but right. To look at, you might say, okay, well, if we were in the United States of America way back in the southern states, yeah. you know, back in the 19th century and before, that's right. um, it could very well be that one of us was a, was a slave, one of us was a master. That's right. That's but, right. you know, if you flip that on its head… Yes. And you take it uh, and look at other cultures and other places in the world, mm. um, in other regions, yeah. the same thing has played out. It's been a human yes. problem over That's time. Right. That's right. Um, but again, the dominant yeah. picture in our mind often yes. is um, so-called Christian masters enslaving and, uh, and whipping into shape uh, uh, their African slaves. And, yeah. and this this is a horrendous picture. Is yeah. this really representative of what Christianity is all about? So this really, I think, is what's behind this question. Would you exactly? Agree? Yeah, no, I agree. And and yeah. um, you know, I was uh, listening to a presentation uh, today, and uh, someone say that um, in fact uh, the uh, the reason why this question is so relevant and important for us today is that um, uh, th according to this person, the twenty first century young people. Um, one of the things that really puts them off, uh, when, it, when it comes to Christianity is this, uh, uh, idea of slavery and the fact that mm. it seems like the Bible actually supported it. Uh, <laughs> and so when you take, uh, the, uh, imagery that, um, uh, that you get from the, uh, African American slavery in, Amer in America, mm. uh, and, uh, maybe colonization in other countries and, mm. and all that kind of stuff, 
Yeah, it, it becomes very difficult apparently for people to, uh, I guess, uh, um, understand how uh, Christianity and the Bible, uh, you know, can appear to, to you know, they appear to be supporting. But I guess that's that's one of the things we'll be discussing today and, and finding out really what does the Bible really say. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, the Bible yeah. has uh, something really profound to say about yeah. this question. Amen. Before we get to that, though, I think it's important for us to note that all the way through history, we've had you know political movements that's right. that have uh, tried to wrestle and, and, and tried to warp into its own shape and to its own advantage mm. uh, Christianity. Yes, uh, yes. We've had yeah, economics uh, move that way. Yeah. Um, uh, in, any, and, of course, in terms of of um, sometimes you'll get situations where racial groups will try and do that as well. That's right. And, and that's right. sad to say, um, because of the impact of Christianity in the world, yeah. there have always been those who wanted to take advantage of it. There always wanted those who, those who wish to leverage it for their yeah. own gain and advantage. That's right. um, and so this is not so much about Christianity yeah. as it is about those who wish to make Christianity into their own image rather than uh-huh. to the image of Christ. Right, because you know, right, if you want right. to know what Christianity is, yes. Christianity, of course, uh, is is uh, best described, defined, and e- exemplified by its founder, and that's Jesus mm. Christ. Amen. That's, that's Amen. why we're Christians. We're yes, Christians, yes. right? That's right. <laughs> we, we follow Jesus. Um, now, Never heard of that term. <laughs> that's, that's quite interesting. Another Do way you of, uh, say Christians, right? Christians, yeah. Christians. Maybe All that's right. another way we could say it, yeah. So uh, right. different pronunciation, yes, but uh, yes. maybe uh-huh. it highlights a deeper meaning. But the, the fact of the matter is that uh, uh, while there have been those who have tried to take advantage of it, vested yeah. interests... Uh, made massive profits. Mm. Um, you know, a small family could become, in today's terms, multi-billionaires, so to speak, yeah. out of having thousands of slaves. Um, and yeah. so when they have that sort of incentivization, um, then all sense of morality, mm. all sense of propriety just seems to have gone yeah. out of the window. Yeah. Uh, and and then, well, what do you do? You're living in a so-called Christian society, mm. so you know, if you're going to justify that, you're going to have to say, well, actually, uh, God says we can do this, or the Bible says we can do this. Yeah. Um, now, the poor slaves, um, having come from, from Africa, yeah. they're simply being told what their so-called masters are telling them to That's believe. Right. Um, right. But many on the sidelines were saying, hey, 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 this is not right. This is mm. not what Jesus taught. This is not true or in any yeah. way genuine yeah. Christianity. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, sadly, um, Christianity was on the back foot because you think about the Dark Ages mm. and a time where people just really weren't being uh, taught clearly the Word of God. In yeah. fact, the Bible was being chained to pulpits and people weren't allowed to read it unless they were authorized yeah. to do so. Uh, it was really only with the Reformation and then after that uh, on the wings or the heels of the Reformation came the Renaissance and then the Enlightenment yeah. period uh, as we began to discover the truths yes. and the life-giving, hope-filling truths yes. of God's Word, as that came into being, um, then that led on to an enlightened view mm. of our, ourselves, our yes. world, yes. Of, yes. of our relationships with each other. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, those who, who were acting in these immoral ways were begin, beginning to become more and more challenged as the Protestant Reformation began to find greater and greater voice right. in practical ways within the world. And I'll give you an yes. example. Of that, so for okay. example, you uh-huh. think about uh, John Wesley yes. and how he was revived and how he um, came to know Christ, and not through stuffy uh, ritualistic uh, uh, practices, practices, yeah. but rather instead through a personal, warm, loving relationship, on fire relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, and uh, likewise, uh, the other great preacher of his age uh, there in the 18th century, George Whitfield, yes. as well, brought millions of people to Christ mm-hmm. who had the name Christian but didn't really personally know Christ Mm. Uh, and Christianity began become reformed and revived back into the image of Christ again in in certain regions of the world Um, and you know as a result of that we saw um, slavery being challenged because the Bible challenges slavery and we'll come to that a little while later Wesley preached social responsibility when it came to the Christian life and as a result of that uh, and as a result of his efforts and others like him slavery was actually judicially excluded from England Mm. In 1772. Oh, so we think okay. of slavery as being something that persisted into the Western world into the late you know, 19th century. But yeah. 100 years and more before, uh, we're talking about a movement, a Christian movement saying, hey, this is not uh, reflective of Christ. And uh, let's remove this um, hideous thing from the face of the earth right. uh, and set people free. And uh, unfortunately, the Parliament of England... Uh-huh. 
was itself a vested interest. Oh, okay. Because many of the parliamentarians were in the back pocket <laughs> of the see. slave traders. It had become such mm. a big trade mm. due mm. to colonialism. Right, uh, right. And, uh, and so, but however, they started small and they got larger and larger in their efforts. And yeah. uh, so it was judicially excluded from England. Wonderful. Um, and then in 1792, the conditions aboard slave ships were regulated uh, by law on yes, behalf yes. of uh, so-called slaves. But, you know, people like you and me yeah. uh, made in the yeah. image of our creator. Amen. Um, Amen. And, yeah. uh, and so uh, they, they couldn't do much more than that at the time, but they were trying. Yes. Um, and uh, key, key amongst this, of course, was um, Sir William Wilberforce. Yes. Um, yeah, he wasn't Sir at the time. He became Sir later. Okay. But uh, over 46 years of his life, he hmm. had to battle against these vested interests. Wow. Uh, and from 1787, I recall, to 1833, uh, when he eventually died. And he died three days after... Uh, his wishes came true uh, in terms of excluding slavery. So um, the English slave trade was eventually abolished in 1808, uh, and all European slave trade uh, itself was abolished in 1831. You can see it was a very long, slow, laborious effort. Until finally, right throughout the entire British Empire in 1833, Mm -hmm. slavery was abolished. And that in turn is what led to that great movement within America as as American Christians who were upset about this, about slavery. Um, They looked across and said, hey, look, look what's happened in other parts of the world. We can do this here too. Um, Mm. And uh, and, uh, be living out true Christianity. And so... As a result of that, uh, mm. you see uh, um, uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin, that great book of the 19th century, being uh-huh. written by a, a, a Protestant preacher's daughter, um, Harriet yeah. uh, Beecher Stowe. She wrote yes. that book. And yes. uh, you know, when Abraham Lincoln, who led that war, the Civil War, which actually wasn't just merely a, a matter of you know who really is the president here, uh-huh. what it was truly about yes. was uh, primarily what was deepest and heaviest on his heart was um, freeing the slaves. That's right. Um, and so um, put mm-hmm. everything on the line, including the future of the United States, yes. in order to make this uh, possible. And when he met uh, Harriet, he actually said to her, well, so this is the little lady who started the big war, <laughs> you know, in, yes, in, yes. in this part of the world. Mm, mm. Um, and uh, so, in actual fact, we probably need to remember that more American lives were lost in that one war than any other war in human history. Really? And it was in the cause wow. of yeah. setting s- the slaves free. Now, there are other issues at play, yeah, but that was yeah. the biggest one. And uh, and so where does Christianity sit within this? Well, really, it sat with the reformers who were wanting to share the word of God, not just uh, cultural practices, but the actual word of God, what God has said about this issue to the world. And that is what has in turn uh, had a chain effect of breaking the chains of, of slavery ever yeah, since. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's fascinating. You see, having an understanding of history and uh, being able to see the bigger picture, the way you put it, uh, really helps, hey, to really see, um, yeah, the key players and, and, and the narrative, really, just not to just, I guess, I guess, focus on just one aspect and, 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 and uh, I guess, uh, uh, one, you know, segment of history, mm. but just, you know, being able to see, um, how, uh, they were, uh, the Christians were, mm. um, you know, the big players in, 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 um, I guess helping the world, uh, and the leaders of the world, mm. uh, um, wrestle with these things so they could actually get rid of this evil. And that's right. It's, and we still have work uh, yeah, to do. I yeah. mean, in the world today, as I mentioned before, we still have more slaves, as it were, mm. by various definitions, wow. um, due to uh, various different forms of economic as well yeah. as um, uh, sexual and pornographic as well as um, enforced uh, labor and domestication and that sort of mm. thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, through human trafficking, and and so who's at the forefront of you know trying to address this? Well, no no surprises, hopefully, for society to learn that it's actually the yeah. Christian Church that's it's at the, the forefront church, yeah. of challenging corruption and self interest in these dark, shadowy corners of our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and speak just I guess picking picking up on the point that you just brought out about uh, modern slavery, um, especially for the, for us who are living here in the in the West. Uh, we tend to just see everything going normal, you know, from day to day. Uh, you go to work, you return home. You don't really see uh, what you're saying, the fact that uh, there's actually modern slavery. And until maybe when, you, you, you know, you see this on the news and or maybe, mm. you know, until one uh, uh, a researcher, you know, tells you of the figures, uh, you know, because... 
today it's hard to see that uh, actually there there is uh, slavery uh, i guess that is prevalent um mm. today uh, you'd think otherwise you think that uh, we have gotten to, uh, to a time in history where you know slavery is almost like a thing of the past but but it's still there that's uh, that's very sad really it is hmm. and and you know um to give to to testify to how important this is to the christian faith hmm. um you know the most famous christian hymn of all time would have to be yeah. amazing grace amazing grace right? okay. everyone loves to sing that song <laughs> that's true um, and you don't have to be a christian to love the song hmm. um because it's it's message is so deeply universal and life changing hmm. um where does that come from well it came from newton who wrote it? And uh, he, um, his heart was broken when he he got work on a slave ship, and he realized how terrible this was. He even became a captain on on one of those ships, right, and uh, right. he repudiated that life. And he said, "Lord, uh, thank you for breaking my heart over this issue." Uh, and he became one of the great uh, reformers where where this was concerned. Mm. And um, and he was a a key mentor for William Wilberforce, who we mentioned before. So if anyone wants to sort of get uh, a, a bit of a feel for what was happening in that era, uh, I'd encourage you to check out. The film, the movie, Amazing Grace, Amazing Grace. and you'll get a That's bit right. of a sense of uh, what we're talking about here. I couldn't help but cry and weep as mm. I watched that film mm. and saw brought to life, as it were, right. uh, what the pages of history reveal to us about the great, unstinting, uh, devoted efforts of the of uh, Christian reformers to uh, to remove That's and right. expunge the evil of slavery from the face of the earth. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, we, you know, unfortunately, we don't have much time, you know. I <laughs> uh, wish we could just uh, keep on going, but uh, I'm just wondering, just before we come to the next break, uh, are you able to share something from God's Word that maybe can, uh, you know, act, uh, something that we could use almost as a, as a bridge to, you know, what we'll pick on, um, as soon as we come from Absolutely. the break. So, yeah. What does the Bible has to say? And can you, I mean, does the Bible shed light on this very topic? And what does, you know, especially for those who might be listening to this radio program for the first time, mm. or those who have thought in their mind that, hey, the Bible speaks about slavery in this way, and they've, they haven't actually seen the light. Uh, is there at least one text or two that we could just, I guess, begin to look at? And then obviously mm-hmm. after the break, we will, you know, unpack this a little bit. So yeah, maybe share a bit on that as well. Just now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, look, um, the most famous verse of all about, you know, God and where God's at in all these questions, any okay. question of all, yeah. is the clearest, shortest definition of who God is. And that is God Amen. is love. love. Yes. First John 4, 8, isn't it? Amen. And in fact, three <laughs> times in that whole chapter, right? He <laughs> That's right. We've emphasized emphatically. Mm, mm. Um, and, and so that should tell us something. Yes. Uh, when you go right back to the Garden of Eden, um, God is love is on full display because God uh, created sentient beings like you and me who have mm. the full range of uh, choices that we can make. And, and he wanted us to be able to make uh, choices um, in our own conscience according to our own dictates uh, and he took a huge risk in doing that because in doing so he was really uh, putting uh, at risk uh, uh, not only our welfare uh, if we were to make poor choices mm-hmm. um, but also that of the planet that he'd lovingly made as our home yeah. uh, and uh, we see the results sadly of the choices that we have made but we also see that God has persevered in loving us ever since so that's the origin of um, God's story here on this planet at least is that, that God in his love created us for freedom and to be able to enjoy all that was mm. around us. Mm. Uh, Adam and Eve had free reign right throughout yes, the garden, yes, right throughout yes. the right throughout uh, the earth, as it were, at the time. Uh, and God said, the first words that God ever spoke to a human being was, you may freely, notice eat. that word, <laughs> then eat. Yeah, close to any man's heart. But you may freely <laughs> eat. Right. And every action they could freely do. Um, but then the origin of slavery comes later in history and yeah. also in scriptural and human history. Yeah. It doesn't start with God, and perhaps we can come to that later. Wonderful, wonderful. Dear friends, once again, we've got an interesting topic, one that, um, yeah, as you, as you have heard, that uh, that is uh, a little bit sensitive, one that uh, is, you know, it's a topic that is very saddening in nature because, as we have heard, slavery is still with us today. Mm. And, um, and, uh, but, uh, we are thankful that we have the Bible because the Bible has a lot to say about, uh, who God is and his intentions for the planet as well as his purposes. And, um, yeah, and the plan of salvation as well, the plan of freedom. We can call it that way if, even if we want it. And so, um, we will come to, uh, a, a bit more of scripture, uh, after the break. But at this point in time, I just like to remind those who are listening to us or anyone who might just 
I guess happen to have tuned in just you know in the next uh, in the last few minutes or so that we have a free giveaway and this is the book written by Jerry D Thomas Conversations with Jesus. This is the author of the book um uh, Messiah the best-selling book and uh, he has been studying from the book Desire of Ages a, another book that I highly recommend and uh, he is asking the following questions what would it be like to have a conversation with Jesus? And would you, uh, what would you say to him? And more importantly, what would he say to you? So he wants to, uh, lead you into a journey through this book and, uh, and, and, uh, I guess help you connect with Jesus, uh, and dialogue with the divine. So if you are interested in this wonderful book, I highly recommend that, um, uh, you send us this text code, uh, which is, uh, SA19. That is SA19. Um, as, as, as in, as in the abbreviation of South Australia, SA, and then the numbers 19. So SA19, sending that code word to the number 04888811. That is the number 04888811. Once you send that through, the, uh, Faith FM board will get, uh, the necessary details from you and then we'll make sure that uh, we mail that to you. In fact, if you live in South Australia, you can also, uh, just, uh, text in the, uh, uh after you text, after you respond to the bot, you can also t- send in the, uh, the postcode and we'll make sure that uh, we'll deliver that to you as SAP. And so once again, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Faith FM and we'd like to just take a break and we'll be back shortly. Thank you, my friends. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. G'day, I'm Bradley, a producer here at Faith FM. You've probably heard my voice before in ads on programs like Why I Believe, answering the phone in program intros, you name it. I'm often the fill in the gaps guy here at Faith FM. You know, I've been really blessed to see how God has used Faith FM to fill the gaps in the lives of people around Australia. And I'd like to invite you to support your station in sharing the gospel. Whatever you can share with us makes a huge difference in enabling us to reach more people with better content every single day. You can go to faithfm.com.au forward slash donate or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM to see how you can make a difference.
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Draft Time Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano and Pastor Hugh Hinnan here in the studio. And uh, we are thankful that you have joined us. In fact, uh, we are having a, an interesting uh, and uh, wonderful time as we wrestle with uh, a subject that... Uh, uh, yeah, that is not an easy one, considering the times in which we are living uh, in that, uh, you know, uh, based on what we have heard, there's actually still, you know, there is modern slavery today still. Uh, so as we wrestle with this, the theme has been uh, Christianity in history, how positive was its contribution? By the question of which we are asking tonight is, did Christianity really support slavery? Now, we're going to go through a number of Bible texts. So take a pen and note if you're not driving, if you happen to be at home. But if you miss some of these texts, uh, be sure to go to faithfm.com.au where you find this uh, recording and uh, you'll be able to, um, uh, to, to re-listen to today's uh, presentation. So let me ask Pastor Hugh to take us through the scriptures to see what the Bible has to say on this very interesting topic. We've seen already that uh, the slavery did not originate with God. Quite the opposite. Freedom originated with God. Where did slavery originate from? Well, we, when we look back through history, uh, we, we see that um, the Bible talks a lot about uh, early human history. Uh, and uh, we'll notice that um, the first indications we have of slavery in the scriptures is you go back to Genesis 9, and towards the end of that uh, that period of the uh, that time before the flood, when uh, you know, every inclination of man's heart uh, was wicked, uh, as God described, and he, he was sorrowful over that fact, um, the flood came along. After the flood, uh, there's a reference to slavery. <clears throat> and so it would seem that that uh, Noah and his sons had been surrounded by uh, a society that was uh, acting in a way that was an- antithetical, that was against God's will when it comes to how we treat each other, uh, and that that had included slavery. Um, but it really began to pick up and uh, take off uh, when you get to the time of the Tower of Babel, so there in Genesis 11. Now, uh, I can't recall any mention directly of slavery in that chapter, uh, but what I find very interesting is that the first great monument was being built at that time, a monumental, monolithic effort, uh, and it must have required a huge uh, labor force. Uh, and uh, and it's straight after that that we find that in Genesis 12 that uh, Abraham or Abram at the time comes onto the scene and, <clears throat> and God chooses him out of all those people of that time, uh, God says, you know, I see you as, as probably the, the best candidate, the, the, the optimal candidate I have at the moment <laughs> in order to share this message of, of hope to mm-hmm. the world, uh, the good news mm-hmm. that I want to share. And part of that was a, was a news of freedom. Uh, and, uh, and so when we come a little bit further into the story of Abraham, Abraham was someone who uh, clearly had been immersed in a culture that it was accepting of slavery. And so mm-hmm. in his own family, sad to say, there were slaves. Uh, when I say family, in his household. Right. Um, and uh, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting when you look through that story uh, that uh, whereas those who would like to twist it and say, well, there you go, you know, you can have <laughs> slaves. Actually, it's very clear as you read through the story that God was in favor of the those who'd been enslaved and that God treated them far better mm. than uh, others did, like, uh, for example, even Abraham himself. Um, and so God had a real interest in their welfare. Right. Uh, and in fact, uh, Genesis 21 verse 13 says that I will make the son of the slave, because Abraham had a, a son to one of his slaves, to, yes. to Hagar, um, into a nation because he is your offspring. In other words, wow. you know, you've treated him and treated her quite badly, but I'm going to remember them and mm. I'm going to turn those who were slaves into a nation. Interesting. Yeah. And then, then later on you, you see how Ishmael uh, becomes uh, a nation and through him a nation is formed as well. But then you come further on down. The next great um, uh, engineering wonder that was being created was uh, in the time of Egypt, uh, as the Bible describes it, where mm. you had the... Um, you had the pyramids being oh, the, built. Okay, the pyramids. Yeah, and and yeah. so uh, uh, what happened there? Well, uh, the Bible describes for us how that uh, uh, the the uh, the people of Israel were enslaved. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so now it was the descendants of Abraham right. who were being enslaved, and uh, and and God looked down and He saw the the abject um, bitterness that they were going through. Uh, in fact, Exodus chapter three and verse seven uh, says that I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So here wow. you hear the heart cry of God, don't you? Um, and so out of that came the Exodus movement, and and of course the leader of that. Uh, God chosen was Moses. Mm. Now Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. Yeah. This is the foundation to the whole rest of the scriptures. Wonderful. So the person who was instrumental or used as an instrument of God to set people free, let my people go, <laughs> was the one who wrote the foundational portions of the Bible. And Wonderful. everything that followed after that, most of them, you know, all the major prophets, many of the other prophets, quoted extensively from Moses' writings. Wonderful. Uh, and all the way through his writings, you come across these phrases. You know, this, this, this common refrain, which is, um, uh, I've done this for you. Don't forget mm. that you two were slaves in Egypt. Yeah. And so anytime that they were starting to think of themselves more highly than they should or mm. starting to treat others badly, God would remind them, yes. remember, you were slaves in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Mind how you treat my, 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 my beloved people right. uh, amongst, from, from amongst your own nation and amongst other nations around you. Um, you know, treat them well. Mm. Uh, do, do not treat them badly. And there's many, many references that we could point people to in that, uh, in that vein. But uh, here's another really important one. Um, when you come to the Ten Commandments themselves, we often yes. think of these laws, you know, what you do and what you don't do and so on and so on. Yeah, but yeah. actually, how does it begin? The preamble is the most important part. That's right. Because That's it, right. It, it, it flavors and shows what it's all about. It says, uh, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, Egypt or out of the land of slavery. Interesting. Yeah, and so yeah. the Ten Commandments are actually um, life-giving freedom-giving laws as God established a nation out of those who had formerly been slaves. Mm. Now, you look at the history of the world. In all the history of the world, there's never been a nation that has been formed out of slaves that didn't have outside support, external human assistance, militarily Uh or otherwise, right? Mm. Yes. With one exception. Okay. And that is Israel. That's right. The Israelites were brought out of Egypt by miracle after miracle of God who directly intervened to set people free from slavery. This is the foundations to the whole Bible and the Judeo-Christian faith. All right. And so uh, if there's any uh, force for good in the world that's going to be standing up for freedom, it is the the Christian faith. It is the Judeo-Christian faith. Mm. Um, because that's what the whole Word of God is really all about. Wonderful. Uh, and, and funnily enough, many wanted to go back into slavery, but uh, when they complained in the wilderness, and mm. God persisted with them patiently, mm. not only uh, releasing them, but rehabilitating them and redeeming them, uh, and that's a very long, slow, patient, loving work. Um, that's how God is so invested in this area. Then you look at Israel. Um, <clears throat> he were a people who were used to slavery, and it was a system they'd been brought up in in 430 years. And so they just wanted to continue it on. And so it's interesting, just like Abraham, God um, works with them in the context of their culture and their time. But he doesn't um, advocate for slavery. Rather, instead, he's trying to help them wean them off of it. Wow. And so the references you find to slavery through the Old Testament uh, are certainly ones where it's not prescriptive, but rather simply descriptive of the realities that the, that God was working with with the people of the time. And so, again, God was, was working alongside of them, and you'll find that uh, uh, their laws uh, of God's people were of the Israelites, were very different to those of the nations around them. And so uh, he had laws against beating your slave. You're not to beat your slave. Mm. Um, you know, now, that's huge, though, because you think about slaves. Um, we think, well, a slave, the master does anything they want to do to the slave. Mm. But God said, don't you dare. Mm. You know, don't you treat your slave like that. You know, if you're going to have a slave, yeah. don't do that. In fact, if anything, God was saying, don't. You know, his, his, his will was not for them to have slaves, but if they were going to, don't treat them badly. Mm. Um, you know, if you, if you hurt them, right. then for compensation, they're to be set free. So if, if you knocked their tooth out, yes. they were set free. Oh, wow. You know, if, if, their, if their eye was, was damaged in any way because of what you did to them, set free. Oh, wow. And, and so God was uh-huh. saying, you know what, um, I'm going to do whatever I can to set people free. Mm. Um, and there's many other examples of this. The Sabbath is a great example. Mm. You know, so even when people were servants or, or, or slaves, God said, I don't care who you are in society. <laughs> I love you all. Yes. And so he said, you know, you, your manservant, your maidservant, your, your son, your daughter, uh, the animals uh, that are within your household as well. 
That's right. That uh, you would have a day of rest. Wonderful. Um, and to set people free from, from uh, the labors of slavery. Mm. Um, and there's many, many other examples that we can give. Um, and uh, here's another one, for example, where uh, times against us, I understand, but you know, mm. Deuteronomy 23.15 says, If a slave has taken refuge with you, do not hand them over to their master. Oh, wow. Interesting, right? Yeah. And so God is saying, hey, look, if they've run away, let them run away. You know, they've got to find their freedom. And hmm. Deuteronomy 24-7, if someone is caught kidnapping a fellow Israelite and treating or selling them as a slave, the kidnapper must die. Oh, wow. You must purge the evil from among you. Amen. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? When you come <laughs> to the um, New Testament, just very quickly now, yeah. um, you'll find there that, uh, again, uh, Paul now was dealing with a, a time and a place where the Roman Empire was built upon slavery. Yes. And it was, Christianity was quite a challenge within the Roman Empire. That's right. Um, and uh, we don't have time to go into all of that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an interesting text uh, all the way through. Um, but but uh, it was clear that Paul was saying to slaves and to masters that they were to treat each other well. Mm. So when you became a Christian, you were to yes. treat each other as equals, as, equals. as such. That's you know, wonderful. In Genesis, uh, sorry, Genesis, Galatians chapter 3, <laughs> verse 28, he says, There is now neither male nor female, That's right. uh, uh, Greek nor Jew, yep. mm-hmm. nor slave nor free. Wow, there you, you know, go. Uh, we are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen. Uh, and so this was a radical teaching for the time. And mm. he himself said that he was a prisoner, um, a fellow prisoner with That's them. Right. Um, That's right. And so, in other words, he was... He was um, uh, he had fellow feeling for those who were going through slavery, and it was really the cause of Christ to set us free. In fact, he himself says, Galatians five verse one, he says, "It is for freedom that Christ mm. has set you free. Therefore, do not let yourselves be enslaved again by a yoke of slavery, or burdened again by that that yoke. Uh, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free." And he says uh, also, First uh, Corinthians seven twenty three, "You were bought at a price that is bought by the life of Christ dying for you." who made himself like a slave that we might be set free, mm. do not become slaves of human beings. You were bought at a price. Wonderful. Uh, he says, we are all baptized by one spirit so as to fo- form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, and we're all given the one spirit to drink. You're very clear here what the, the intention is to That's set right. people free. Um, and uh, this is really all about um, that, uh, that uh, desire to love not hate, to set free, not enslave. Um, and at the very end of the Bible, Revelation 18, mm. we find a message for the Roman Empire of the time, but also for our time today in a time of global economics, mm. um, where uh, we're going to be held to account for how we treat each other. That's right. And so in Revelation 18, it says, it describes a global economic world, mm-hmm. and it says at the very end of it all, all the things we buy and sell, and it says, uh, um, buying and selling cattle and sheep, wheat and flour, horses and carriages, and the bodies and souls of men. You'll be held accountable for this. Amen. So very clear that uh, the scripture is against slavery. Amen. Oh, friends, I wish we had more time, but um, time is against us. And uh, I believe we've learned quite a lot. And the Bible has clearly shown us that God loves all men and wants us to be create uh, to treat each other rather equal mm. and uh, and to be fair to one another so to that end let us uh maybe now bring everything in together and close with a word of prayer and thank god uh, for his love and mercy towards each one of us father in heaven lord we are thankful and grateful though the human race had taken had taken itself in a uh in a path that led to some being slaves of others father you have worked through these um, imperfect systems, and you have uh, uh, shone light, uh, and you have uh, clearly showed us, each one of us, and and throughout history that that you are love, and that you want us to to treat each other uh, fairly, and uh, and uh, and to recognize that we are all created in God's image, and so we are thankful for that, Lord. Regardless of the challenges that we face today, we pray that the uh, that, that that as Christians. That we may stand as, uh, as, uh, yeah, as a people of hope and, uh, and be there to champion justice. Father, we pray that you may continue leading and guiding. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.